Hello, you are watching or listening to Faith Fire Media. I'm so glad you're with us yet again. I am Frank Mickens, and I'm with Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. Faith Fire Media is our broadcasting arm, and our mission is to fan the flame revival around the world. This is just one way uh, we do that. Today, we're going to talk about position yourself. That's that's what's on my heart, position yourself. And this comes directly out of a dream from the Lord. It's uh, showing us the state of the body of Christ, something that the Lord wants to to bring into correction. Amen. And all of us have a position. I don't know if you knew this on the field, the harvest field. We have a position in the kingdom. We have a position in the father's business. Did you know your daddy has a business and you're working in his business? Amen. And so let us go to the Lord in prayer and uh, then we'll dig into this word. Father, we give you all of the glory and the honor. We praise you. We give you the fruit of our lips today. Our hearts are open, Lord. We submit ourselves to you. We know we can trust you. We know we can seek you and know we will find you. God, you are so good and kind. Everything you do is good, even the things that hurt. And we thank you for correction. We thank you for encouragement. We thank you for exhortation. We thank you for celebrating us, for delighting in us, for rejoicing in us. We thank you for singing over us. God, we thank you for your character, your personality, your beauty. We thank you for the glory of God, the inexpressible weight of the value of the eternal one, the existing one, Jehovah. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for our brother, our friend, for our salvation, our shield, our buckler. We thank you for being our fortress. And now, Lord, I pray you minister to us in our inner man, in the inner person of the heart. Minister. Hallelujah. Whoo. Hallelujah. I feel the joy on that. In, in our inner person of the heart, minister, serve us. You said you came to serve and not to be served. Glory to God. We thank you for that word in Matthew chapter 20. You're so good, Lord. And we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. I just felt the the love of the Holy Spirit on that uh, part of the prayer. where We talked about how, uh, you know, Jesus is just that good. And uh, he, he ministers to our inner person. God, we love you. So let me um, read the notes from this dream that I had earlier in July and how the Lord is really putting in my spirit to release it to you. Uh, there's, there's an urgency on this word. It's, it's not negative. Everything God does is good. Even when he allows storms, it's good. Uh, so let me read this to you. I was a, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. So Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. That's another way of describing the kingdom of God. Amen. And Eagles are people who are free. And that's you and me. So I was a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm on God's team. And at the time, at the beginning of this dream, I was on defense and I tackled a player. The player fumbled. So this was the enemy. So we took possession of something from the enemy. And then we were on offense. So I had the ball and the ball was a huge cucumber. And uh, I've come to realize that that represents fruit, the fruit of the kingdom. Right. And so we have this fruit in our position that we can give and display and move around on the field and do this stuff for the Lord. But I had to wait on the quarterback. The quarterback didn't appear. He stayed on the sideline, even though we had possession of the ball. We had the fruit. The quarterback wasn't in position. So I waited for him so I could give it to him, but he didn't appear. And I waited until he finally got on the field and I was watching the play clock. And this is something what a, a watchman does. He looks for t times and seasons. 
And so as a prophetic person, I knew that I'm watching the clock. I'm praying for this person to get in position because I knew we only had so much time to get the playoff. And this is what we need to understand in the kingdom. We are ambassadors. We have been given authority. And so in our imperfection, sometimes we allow things to happen that the Lord doesn't want us to happen because we don't seize the moment. That's why we're encouraged to walk circumspectly, redeeming the time for the days are evil. So we need to take advantage of everything that's coming upon us in every season because the days are evil. There's opposition to the kingdom, the opposing team. Quarterback wasn't getting on the field. So I'm looking at the play clock, making sure we still had time. And I didn't want to be the quarterback because I knew that was not my position. Did you know you have a position in the kingdom? You might be a prayer warrior, an intercessor. You might be a prophet, an evangelist, an apostle, a pastor, a teacher. You might be a person that has a gift of administration. So you're an executive in the kingdom. You might be someone who keeps the money, a treasurer in the kingdom who helps kingdom finance. You might be a person who's a giver. You know, these are spiritual gifts that identify you with a purpose in the kingdom of God. Don't have time to get into all of those, but review uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 just to give you uh, an introduction to the gifts. And, and you can even go online and do a spiritual gifts assessment and it'll show you your proclivities. Amen. But let's talk about position. I didn't want to be the quarterback because it wasn't my position. And as time ticked down, there was pressure for me to hike the ball. And so now I have this undue pressure. So when you're out of position and you're not doing your part, you're putting more weight and more burden on people who aren't called to that assignment that you carry. But business has to keep going. And so pressure is building for someone to step in and do something that they're not gifted to do. And that makes us ineffective. So imagine I'm not the quarterback and I throw the ball. Well, I'm not trained. I don't study that. That's not my position. And so I'm not going to do it as well as a person who's in proper position. These are the things that the kingdom of the Lord expresses through dreams. He's a visual God. Amen. He thinks things. He imagines them and then they come out of his mouth through the word and the spirit makes them happen. But it starts in his mind. He sees it in his mind, in his heart. He's a visual God. He shows us these things in dreams and visions. As time ticked down, there was pressure for me to hike the ball, but I waited. I had enough wisdom. And finally, the quarterback came to the line of scrimmage. And then I noticed something else. We didn't have an offensive line. These are the intercessors, the people who stand in the gap between the enemy and the people of God. So we need you, if you're an intercessor, to get in position and pray. What do the offensive line do? They get on their knees. They, they're face down. They're crouched. They're in a bowing position. <sighs> Standing in the gap. And so imagine if you don't have an offensive line and you hike the ball. Now you have less time. You're more distracted. You feel rushed. You're not at peace. And you're trying to do what you're called to do. It makes work harder. We didn't have an offensive line, but we didn't have time to wait. So we snapped the ball. And I knew in the spirit that we wouldn't have much time to throw it. So I snapped the ball. The 
quarterback's on the line of scrimmage, but there's no offensive line, but the quarterback wouldn't receive the fruit from me. And sometimes because we don't trust each other or we don't trust the gifts of one another, someone's saying, no, 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 this is for you and, and we won't accept it. I'm saying this is for you to the quarterback. He didn't want to accept it. I wanted the quarterback to take the ball. He was the quarterback. He was more skilled at that position than myself. I knew my role. I also knew there was a need to throw the ball quickly and that he would be more likely to pull off a successful play. However, he never accepted the ball from me. He told me to hike it. Time was getting short. I wanted to give him the ball, but he was refusing. So with little time left, I hiked the ball and quickly threw it. So imagine the quandary. You're saying, you're seeing time short. Something needs to get done. So you're in this weird choice. Do I do it anyway and know that it won't be as good? Or do I just not do it? Neither's a good choice. Because someone won't take their position. I hope this is an encouragement to you. Get in position because when you're doing your part and your brother beside you is doing their part and the brother on the other side is you doing their part, you can build. You can win. <laughs> That's why we are all part of a body. How can the, the hand say to the eye, I don't have need of you? Come on. The Bible says even the uncomely parts, they're deserving of double honor. The parts that are not exposed because they're doing something that needs to be hidden, something sensitive, something that can't be exposed to public view. That might be you. There's honor in you taking your position, doing something others refuse to do because it's not their call, and you're doing it because you just love Jesus. You're a citizen of the city of brotherly love, New Jerusalem. <laughs> you're free. They that trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. You're an eagle. Just trust him. Do your part. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. He will not faint. He will give you the grace. God, I bless you for this word. So with little time left, I hiked the ball and quickly threw it. It was a nice throw, but it wasn't good enough. So there's the answer to that question. Do you do it anyway? Or do you just not do it because you are you can't do someone else's position? It's a, it's a lose-lose situation because when we're out of position, kingdom business is not being done correctly. We're out of the step with the spirit. So it was a nice throw, but it wasn't good enough. And guess what? The throw was intercepted. The defensive player managed to step in front of the ball, which was a cucumber, and stole the fruit. I didn't throw it hard enough with enough speed, enough um, momentum. I didn't throw it at the right time. I didn't throw it to the right place. And that's the thing. When we're out of position, we're not doing things in the right rhythm. We're not doing it at the right time and we're not doing it in the right place. And so God's glory is not being fully and, and effectively revealed in us because we're doing someone else's job. I believe this dream is describing the current plight of the body of Christ. People are either out of position, not showing up, not accepting their role, or they feel forced into a role where they don't belong. Whew. But there's joy and there's hope. I want to invite you to pray and ask the Lord what your position in the kingdom of God is.
Oh, yeah, let me go to this, uh, Nehemiah chapter 3. One of my favorite expressions in the Bible of brotherhood and sisterhood and everyone stepping in to do their part. And I'll just read some portions of this just to give you. This is the rebuilding of the wall. So the wall had fallen down. The people were focused on what they didn't have more than what they had. And they were in bondage. And so this wall that is supposed to enclose the temple of God was in ruins. But when people got in position, they could rebuild. Nehemiah chapter 3. It says in verse one, then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and built the sheep gate and consecrated it and hung its doors. Then in verse three, it says the son of sons of Hassanah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors. In verse six, moreover, Jehoiada, Jehoiada, the son of Pasia and Meshulam, the son of Besodea, repaired the old gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors. And next to them, Maladia and the Gibeonite, Jadon, the Maranathite, the men of Gibeon and Mizpah, they repaired the residence of the governor of the region beyond the river. And so on and so forth. This lists name after name after name where people were in position. Verse 17, after him, the Levites under Rehum, the son of Benai, made repairs. Next to him, Hashabiah, leader of the half, the district of Kala, um, made repairs for his district. Everyone's in position. And what happened? The wall got rebuilt. Listen, the enemy is, is always warring against the people of God. He's going to and fro in the earth, seeking who he can devour. But if we, as the body of Christ, come together and get rid of this division, and we wake up to the fact that we all have a position to play, that we all have a role in the kingdom of God, that we all have a part to play in our father's business. And we don't try to go and do other people's stuff. We don't try to call ourselves a prophet if we're not. We don't try to be a pastor when we're not. We don't try to be an apostle when we're not. But we just take our position. Some folks just need to say, man, I want to be the best intercessor I can be. You know how important that offensive line is? They protect those who are carrying the fruit of the word of God. Man, you talk about evangelism, carrying the gospel, sharing it in the harvest field, advancing the kingdom on the harvest field requires quarterbacks being able to have time, protection, peace, to throw the ball to those who receive the word and carry it to its end zone, to the place where the score is made, the reward. Man, Lord, help us, I pray, to take our roles seriously, get us in position. And to do it not because we just want to do things, but because we want to be who you've called us to be. We want to be your sons and daughters. Esther had a position. She didn't want to play it, but she was called to go to the king and be a spokesperson for her people. Moses had a position. He didn't want it. He was in, in Midian, escaping from the idea of being killed. Had been there 20 years, but you showed up in a burning bush and said, I have something for you to do. Gideon didn't want to do what he was called to do. 
He found him, he saw himself as someone who was the, the least of all men. Paul was out of position. He thought he was doing the right thing, but he was persecuting his Savior. Lord, time after time, you went to Matthew. This brother was a leave, he was a, uh, a tax collector. You said, follow me. Got him in position. Help us to be like Anna who didn't leave the temple because she heard the word of God that she was called to pray until she saw the Messiah. She did not leave the temple. She stayed in position. Glory to God. Minister to us, Lord. I pray you give us a boldness, but also pride in our position, pride in our job in the kingdom. We should take pride in the work, our kingdom work, our father's business. Glory to God, in Jesus' name, amen. <sighs> Ephesians chapter 4, and I'll leave us, and I'll give us a benediction. I feel the Lord wants me to go to Ephesians 4. And um, this thing preaches every time. All the word preaches, but in this season we're in where God is bringing us into position, Ephesians 4 and verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So when we're in position, we're doing ourselves a favor and we're showing Christ to the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. To the only wise God be all dominion, glory, honor, and power forever and always. Until we meet together again, may God bless you. We'll see you next time.